It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good? We're just fans. It's your host, the Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. And today we have a trade deadline show for sure. So many teams interested in Kuzma. So many teams interested in Gafford and Tyus Jones. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. And there's been so many trade reports coming out today just really the last couple days uh, it's yeah. almost the trade deadline february 8th is today is the 22nd you'll be listening to this on the 23rd uh most likely so it, it's just getting hot man it's heating up it's heating up and um you can kind of see some of it is kind of i can i feel like some of it is affecting kuzma a little bit people were talking about that yeah sorry about the comments guys we're not gonna get to the comments today from last night we will most likely get to the comments tomorrow but today we're just gonna really focus on some of the trade reports and then come up with a little couple of mock trades here and there. Um, I know everybody's very opinionated on mock trades. So if you don't like mock trade, you know, we can all respectfully disagree on the trade guys. We don't have to go crazy at each other and whatnot. We go through this every single trade cycle. Everybody has a mock trade and everybody has their own opinion. So uh, let's just get out that out the way, but to get started. So this is the report from uh, Amico hoops. And then Mark Stein also had a report about Kyle Kuzma, the teams that are reportedly interested. I think everybody knows the Dallas Mavericks. That's yeah. probably the most popular trade report right now. The other teams are the Memphis Grizzlies, the San Antonio Spurs and the Golden State Warriors. And then also there was the interesting report where the Wizards are looking for more compensation or more or higher uh, draft picks, then there's this is the report from Mark Stein. He said the implication is that the Wizards will be seeking higher quality picks than the Toronto Raptors, than what the Toronto Raptors received from Indiana in the Pascal Siakam trade. Two of the three future first rounders sent to the Raptors by Indiana are for are from the oft maligned 2024 draft this, this June. So apparently, Will Dawkins and crew they don't really want any draft picks from this draft from this draft class. They'd rather get some later picks, and they may possibly want higher picks than what they got, than what the Raptors got for Pascal Siakam. So, a lot to unpack here. But what are your thoughts from the reports that you've heard so far on uh, for Kyle Kuzma? Oh, very intriguing reports, man. Because um, we're going to be able to get some good value back for not only Kyle Kuzma but for a majority of these vets, man. Uh, you know, they officially came out and said, "Look, it is going to be a fire sale." You know, Bilal is the only guy right now who is untradeable. Everybody is a tradable asset right now. So, you know, get back to Kyle Kuzma. A lot of options, man. I mean, I guess the biggest thing, you know, as far as fit, because right now the team, this front office wants 
draft capital or young players back or inspiring deals. And maybe they're willing to take on bad contracts, but for picks. So looking at their list of teams, uh, we were kind of talking about before, man. Um, Dallas, I know there's a lot of buzz with Dallas right now, but I mean, I don't see too much on Dallas that I really want in return, man. Because I mean, are they willing to give us Josh Green? Then maybe we'll talk. But I, I, I'd see them being maybe hesitant to do that. I mean, Derek Lively, I think, is off out of bounds for us. So I don't see outside of that. I mean, I don't want to see two years of. Well, I guess you know, if you pick up Tim Hardaway Jr. next year, you'll be kind of the same situation as Marvin Bagley. He'll be a free agent after next year. So maybe you can pick up a Tim Hardaway Jr. Because I'm um, looking at because I'm on um, trade machine right now. So Kyle Kuzma makes 25.5. So looking at a potential deal with um, Dallas, man. And I'm going to pull up Dallas real quick. I mean, it's not, I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. makes 17. So you still got to add another player. And so who would that be? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They, are they willing to part with some of the young guys? Me personally, Josh Green would be a guy I would want. Derek Lively is a guy I want, but I ain't gonna get. So I'm um, looking at the remaining teams. You know, Memphis there could be a fit. Uh, the Spurs, I don't see it happen, man. They, they, I mean, they're in the same boat as we are. They're trying to they're trying to get draft capital and young players back in return too. And like I said, we were talking about would they be willing to give up Kelvin Johnson, which is a guy that we both like. You know, it, it really goes off of who they're willing to give us back in return. As far as Dallas. And San Antonio, I just, just I don't see San Antonio now. Golden State, I will say this, man. You know, I think that you know, obviously their asking price is a little high, but they're being aggressive, and that's where you want to be. But if, if I'm looking at Golden State, that would be the suitor I'm going after. I'm asking the first name out of my mouth is Jonathan Kuminga, and, and that would be the conversation starter for me. If we're able to get a, a young player in Jonathan Kuminga or a Moses Moody, we'll see. We're cooking now. Obviously, it goes off future fit. Where do they play Bilal? To me, Kuminga is the best fit. He can play the four. He can play the three. Defensive-minded, very athletic. Fits the timeline, very young. So, yeah, out of all of them, E, I'm leaning towards Golden State. I would love – I mean, the young guys. Now, but, uh, but that's another dynamic guy I look at, too. You know, their core of Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson are coming to an end. So are they willing to give up young players or picks? Because, look, sooner or later, they're going to have to rebuild. So – I mean, there's a lot of intrigue in this, but it really it goes off the fit. And I don't see a clear, clear cut fit right now. You know what I mean? So, but if I'm willing to bet on it, if we're really aiming for defenses, I'm talking to Golden State and I'm trying to pry one of them young guys, man, because they're defensive minded guys who can stretch the floor. And in, you know, in the case of Kaminga, he is athletic and he can be a star in his league. So that's why I'm hit. Definitely, yeah. The Mavericks, uh, like you said, they don't really have a lot of assets, honestly. Um, you look at some of their draft picks. Now, they do have – they have a first-rounder in 2026, 2025. They don't have one in 2024 this year. They have one in 2028. Uh, so they do have a couple of first-round picks coming up. They have an unprotected – yeah, they they basically they basically own uh, the majority of their picks coming up this year, too. Not a lot of protections coming up which is a good thing. But if you look at the player standpoint, yeah, you're not going to get much return. Tim Hardaway Jr. is probably most likely the guy that you would get back. Yeah. Um, you look at his contract. It's, it's it's not a terrible contract. It's something you can work with, but it's not like, you know, you're banging on the table to get Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Hardy, he's a young prospect. You know, maybe you could get him in a deal for Kyle Kuzma and maybe attach somebody else from the Wizards. And they are looking for those two firsts. So maybe they – I don't think they'll get two firsts. I think they'll get at least one for Kyle Kuzma. So like yeah. a first and Tim Hardaway and another player. Um, 
look at it. They got Derek Jones Jr. They got Grant Williams. So yeah, there's there's nobody that you really really looking at in return on that roster really except for maybe like Jaden Hardy in my opinion yeah and um and Tim Hardaway would make sense just making the money work but other than that their roster really is not it's it's not a deep roster it's really it's Luca Kyrie and you know a bunch of old guys you know guys yeah. that can you know shooters and and a couple athletes here and there but they've never the Mavericks have never really had a great roster around Luca they've had an okay roster here and there but they've never had like a bunch of guys that you're really, really looking for. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's what you get from the Mavericks. But, yeah, out of the teams that, that reportedly are interested, yeah, the Warriors probably do have the best young talent that that possibly could be traded. Jonathan Kaminga clearly is not happy. He already talked about his minutes and, you know, him being on the bench. He spoke out about Steve Kerr and his minutes that he's been getting. So Kaminga is definitely a, an attractive piece. Moses Moody as well. He doesn't get a lot of minutes either. So those are two guys. Maybe you get a first-round pick in those guys, you know, and we've already done a deal with the Warriors before, so yeah, um, you know maybe we make something work again. Grizzlies, not too sure. Their roster is, you know, they they have a good roster, but it's just it's it's just a little it's a little clunky right now with uh, Job being out and whatnot. But looking at their roster, just looking at some of the guys that could be on the block. Um, they got there's one guy named Vince Williams who's been playing really really well. I don't know how available he is. But I would take a look at him. Jake LaRavia, they just drafted him, so I'm not sure they would give him up. And um, Gigi Jackson's a rookie. He's been playing pretty well. So they're second oh, round. Yeah. Pick. I'm not sure if they're going to give him up either. But they got Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard. And, uh, of course, Desmond Bain is off the table. Jaron Jackson off the table, guys like that. So, yeah, Will Dawkins definitely has his, his work cut out for him as far as getting some value back. But the most important thing really is not the player. It's the picks and the assets. That's what they're yeah. really, really focused on is getting those picks back for Kyle Kuzma because this is a good opportunity. Honestly, it's to the point where Kyle Kuzma, he hasn't been playing well as of late, where it's like to the point where we might have to put him on ice until the trade <laughs> deadline because he, the more he's playing, unfortunately, right now, he's kind of – I'm not going to say he's diminishing his value, but he kind of looks like, you know, the rumors are – or the reports are heating up and he knows that, you know, his, his days are numbered in DC. That's kind of been the way that he's been playing a little bit as of late, but um, yeah, the Grizzlies Spurs, I don't see anybody. I do like Devin Vassell. I do like Keldon Johnson. I do like those guys, but how realistic is it? Is it that we're going to get those, that young talent back for Kyle Kuzma? I don't think it's that much likely. Um, so yeah, I do think if he does go somewhere, I do think it's going to be either the Mavericks or the Warriors because the Warriors are clearly trying to win now. The Mavericks are, are clearly, trying to win now. So those are the two destinations where I could see something like that happening and we get a future first for Kyle Kuzma. They, they have to capitalize on Kuzma. This is a this is the reason why they brought him back. He knows that too. He's on a favorable deal, a good contract. And, um, you know, we didn't get a first for Bill. Kind of got a first for Jordan Poole. It's a far out first, 2030, and it's a protected, a protected pick. So I think you can get a – I think you definitely can get a solid first for Kyle Kuzma. It may not be better than what they got for Pascal Kasiakam, the Toronto Raptors, but, you know, you got to shoot high and aim high and, and try to get the yeah. best value you can for Kyle Kuzma. He's had a solid season so far until the last couple games. I thought he's played – I thought he has played pretty well this season. Yeah. So I do think they can get some good value for him back. Oh, they could definitely get some value from back, man. But that thing – I, you know, I know they're looking for draft capital and young players, but – you know, twenty five million dollars a year. You gotta, you still gotta make the money match, and and that's the biggest thing. Now, I was looking at San Antonio, man. They may not be that bad of an option if they're trying to get offload some of these expirings. I think the thing is just fit. E, 
Um, I don't see where he fits at his age with a rebuilding team because they're in the same boat as we are. You know, they're aiming for a top five pick. I just, um, look, you know, looking at some of the, they could offload. Uh, I mean, I know he's got 12 mains, Devontae Graham. Uh, he's kind of the same contract as uh, Marvin Bagley. Let's see. Um, Zach Collins expiring deal, CD Osmond expiring deal. So, you know, um, Doug McDermott expiring deal. So we could probably pick on some expiring deals in a pick. I, so they definitely, you know, yeah, he's definitely got a job ahead of him, man. Because, mm-hmm. and, and I, I would say this can we tend to kind of overvalue our guys a little bit? I, you know, like I said, you definitely aim high and, and definitely swing for the fences, but it's, it's very, I don't think they're going to get more than one first round pick from Carl Kuzma, man. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think the biggest factor is hurting Carl Kuzma's defense. You know, if you look at a player like uh, Pascal Siaka, man, you know, he can stretch the floor, but he defensively is that's the biggest asset he's bringing his defense. You know, if you, when he got to Toronto, man, he's a defensive player first, uh, coming from New Mexico State, and then he developed that offensive game. You know, so Kyle Kuzma, you know, I think we're a little kind of overvaluing him a little bit. Two couple second round picks, man, is, is a little high. I think we're gonna get one, maybe young player or expiring deal, but it, it, they gotta be crafty because, like you said, you gotta get the money. The money has to work. And while it's not the worst contract ever, it's definitely a contract where you got to get a couple of contracts to match up to the 25 million. And we do have trade exceptions because currently we do have Bradley Bill, five, uh, five million, Monte Morris, 10 million, Chris Paul, 3.3, and KP, 12 million. So we have trade exceptions. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man, because we definitely have the capabilities to make a move. It's just, it has to fit. And for us long term, it has to fit for us. So. Mm. Yeah, and the Kings are another team. Mark Stein in his article, he said the Kings are another Western Conference contender. Like Dallas, no, <laughs> known to be Kuzma fans. The Wizards, though, are under no real pressure to trade Kuzma in this transaction window. Not with Kuzma in year one of a four-year $90 million contract that pays out $25 million a season, but descends all the way down to $19.4 million in year four. Uh, like you brought up, the trade exceptions, those are good, too, just for absorbing some you know bad, as people say, bad contracts or just some contracts and taking on picks. Yeah. You know, they did that a lot with the Thunder where they took on players and took on picks. They took on players with big contracts and just, you know, took the picks because that's what they really wanted was the picks. Uh, so Will Dawkins looks like he's probably going to do the same thing again. But, yeah, I mean, they, they may not trade him this year because they're not forced to because they have after this year, you know, it's a four-year deal. So they have three more seasons or really two and a half more seasons to trade him. They don't have to trade him right now, even though I think, honestly, it's in their best interest to just move on. Because it looks like he's kind of checked out, honestly. I'm a big Kuzma fan, but it just looks like he's kind of checked out. But um, yeah, we're gonna get into some more talk, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about Gafford as well, and uh, some of his, some of the teams that are interested in him and his trade value. But before we get into that, today's episode is brought to you by Fanduel. Um, yeah, today's episode is brought to you by Fanduel. The playoffs were lit the other day. The NFL regular season has wrapped up. But there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet, that's 150 bucks in bonus bets. Win or lose, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live, live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best way to find popular parlays and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel official partner of the NF. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. L, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so... Let's move on to our guy, Gaff. Uh, this is from Evan Sittery and uh, Matt Moore. He is an NBA writer for Action Network HQ. So I just want to, you know, everybody who comes out with these reports, I want to read, you know, what their credentials are and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just to give everybody context where we're getting these reports from, that we're not just getting, getting them from some fake NBA page and all this other stuff. <laughs> Because uh, there's a lot of those out there. There's a oh, lot yeah. of those out there. Uh, so reportedly, he says the Knicks, Mavericks, and Rockets are expressing trade ga- uh, trade interest in Daniel Gafford. Um, the Mavericks, once again, are a popular, popular. That's probably the most popular, most known team that's interested in Gafford. But uh, what do you see out of those three teams? What, what do you think the Wizards could get back? And uh, what, what do you see as far as Gafford's trade value? Um, You know, you mentioned Mavericks. It's kind of the same boat as, as Kuzma, man. Uh, draft picks, like you said, they have a few draft picks that could be intriguing, so that could be a starting point. But um, he's making twelve million, so it's not hard to match the contract. Um, but I don't see too many players on Dallas, man, that it, that I'd see them realistically being willing to give up that I would want. You know, like you said, Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, his contract's not bad, and like I said, it's kind of like Bagley, where after next year it's off the book so it's not a really a long-term commitment um but looking at houston and new york new york easy um i I think that obviously he's gonna be brought into new york to replace mitchell robinson because he's out for the year or he's out for the foreseeable future and harden sign has been playing well but i you know they definitely need depth at center um so i could see us maybe taking on evan fournier's back contract and maybe getting that first round pick back that's what now are they willing to do that that's a whole nother conversation but I think that's definitely something you bring up so we can stop dealing with this whole protection mess and just get the pack, um, the pick back. You know, they've been trying to offload Evan Fournier for a couple of years now. And like I said, if you look at this contract, 18, man, yeah. So we'll have to throw another player in there. I mean, Johnny Davis, hey, do you do you like Broadway? I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, it could be a throw-in right there. But um, I think that would be a realistic move, man, because they're not giving up too much. Um, Evan Fournier, like I said, they've been trying to take, um, find tickets for him the last couple of years. Uh, so they should definitely wanted to get his contract off the books. Um, Houston, um, I could see us getting um, Oladipo. He's an inspiring deal. Obviously, he's not going to play. He's probably a buyout candidate. Uh, maybe Oladipo. He's making nine. Guy's making three. Uh, young talent. I mean, draft picks. I, I don't know if you got it pulled up, man, um, as far as the Rockets uh, draft pick situation mm, going yeah, on, man. But, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have a better situation than the other teams we mentioned. And so I could definitely look at um, maybe a pick and Oladipo that that could be, but uh, then again, man, Gaff, I don't see a first round pick. I mean, is it, you know, if, if Kuzma's gonna get one and we might get one for Tyus, and it's nothing against Gaff, Gaff's my dude, man, but um, I don't see teams willing to give up a first round pick. The only reason I brought up the first round pick for the Knicks because it's kind of our pick, it's just a protected pick, so and they, they have picks for that draft, so it wouldn't be that bad of a move for them to give it up, but. That would be what I'm aiming for, man. I mean, getting all the people's contract off the books for Houston. 
But looking at Houston's con, I mean, who are they willing to give up? Are they willing to give up Gam Whitmore, which is obviously my pick, but you know, he's a young guy. They may not be willing to do that. Terry Eason. So that's what I would do, man. An aspiring and maybe a young player. They definitely have to be aggressive and be very transparent with people. And I'm definitely aiming for the fences. But I think the Houston Rockets and the Knicks are my go-to as far as the most re- realistic partners for a deal for Gafford. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Is, is Victor Aladipo on the Rockets? Yeah. He is, he's uh, okay. 9.5, and he's – yeah, his last year deal. Okay, yeah, yeah, he is on the Rockets. He's just barely playing. So I, I don't even know if he's injured or not. Um, He's pretty much but, a cheerleader at this point. <laughs> yeah. So um I I like Jay Sean Tate. I know they've been interested. The, the their their reports about the Wizards being interested in Jay Sean Tate for a couple years. Um I do know they were interested in Grant Williams. He's on the Mavericks. That's not, I mean, I'm not once again, it's not like I'm just cheering for them to trade for Grant Williams, but that's just a name, a throwing name that they could yeah. possibly trade. When they, you know, we keep we keep seeing the Mavericks come up every time for Kuzma and Gafford. Maybe it could be like a Gafford for Grant Williams or a pick or something like that. Maybe there's something like that that could happen. But um, you know, Rockets. I, I think Jason Tate is realistic. Of course, they're not going to let go of any of their young guys as far as like um, Cam Whitmore. He's untouchable. Yeah. I would I would assume Tari yeah. Eason's untouchable. Eamon Thompson's untouchable. Guys like that on the roster are probably untouchable. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't really see anything that I, I really would look for. But I could see – I see that they want Gafford as a backup because they don't really have a backup for out for Sangoon. Yeah. Jeff Green is their backup five, Jock Landell. And then uh, Bulbon is their other backup. He's like a fourth fourth string uh, big man. And then, they, of course, they got Jabari Smith as well, who's who certainly is untouchable. So they got a lot of untouchable guys on our roster. But um, yeah, so I, I, the Rockets is an interesting. I think that's kind of just a throw-in team. The Knicks do make sense, like you said. Yeah. With Hartenstein, he's been starting. He's been playing well. Mitchell Robinson has been out. They don't really have a backup big other than Hartenstein or, or, or another big, really. So I can see that the first round pick getting that back with Fournier. That would be wishful thinking. But I highly that I highly highly doubt the Knicks uh, give that pick back. That pick has been traded so much. Yeah. To the point where it's like I know I feel like OKC had a part in that pick too that we yeah. gave yeah. up that they may may even have I gotta look it up but I think the Knicks do have it right now but uh, yeah Gaffer's getting some interest I don't get I don't think we get a first round pick for Gaff I think we get a, a second or a couple of seconds yeah I think he has you know Monte Morris was traded for one second round pick I think he has more value than Monte so I think you get a yeah. couple of seconds or a second in a player uh, I can see certainly see that for Gaffer and Gaffer's on a good deal good a pretty good deal too like thirteen million dollars. Uh, so yeah, I, I could see, I could see a couple teams that certainly have legitimate interest in him. Mavericks once again. So um, yeah, I, I don't see a first round pick, but I do, I do see a second round, yeah, or two seconds certainly for Gafford. Yeah, same here, man. Um, <laughs> and here's the thing, you know, we said it before, we kind of overvalue our guys. I think the biggest key is getting their their contracts off the books. I, I don't think we. I'll be totally honest with you guys, man. I don't think we're going to get the return we, we expect we're going to get. I mean, we, I think we're going to be a little disappointed like we did with KP and Bradley Bill. I mean, we're not going to get – I mean, obviously they're, they're aiming high and they're swinging for the fences, but we're not going to be happy with that outcome because, I mean, it's just what it is. I think the biggest thing is finally getting these veterans off the books and finally starting to rebuild. And kind of – I think the victory at the deadline is peace of mind. And I, I'm sure a lot of people ain't trying to hear all that. But, I mean, it is because you finally can rebuild. You finally can – 
evaluate these young guys and then add from there. And you know, that's going to be the biggest victory about the trade deadline because you're not going to get a lot. I mean, like I said, the realistically, the only guy you're going to get a first, and we're about to talk about Tyus Jones in a minute, man. But you know, Kuz is our best chance to get a first. Uh, you know, like you said, Gaff. I, you know, I'm with you a couple seconds, but if we're going to have every second round pick from now this is 2030 man i'll tell you right now we have a lot of second rounders so yeah i mean to me that's the victory is peace of mind getting these contracts off the books but i don't think we're really gonna be happy with the return to be totally honest with you and with kuzma yeah there's not a lot of um they don't really have to trade him but if he's tripping right now like why would you know what i mean like we may not he may not come back to dcf after the, um, the offseason, man, like he's already upset down that his name's involved with, and, and that's speculation. You, you know, we, all we know is maybe there's something going on in his personal life. We don't know, you know, as far as his production going down. But, you know, with him and his exchanges on social media, I don't think, I, I don't know. It's a weird situation because I, I don't 100% think that he's totally in the dark as far as, you know, the situation with his contract. Like there were reports coming out of the organization of saying that, the biggest thing was they were very transparent saying expect to be traded sometime in the middle of your contract. So, and you know, and he's got value. I mean, you, you'll be, you'd be a fool not to move him. I mean, he's got value. He's not a long-term piece. So yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. I don't think we're going to be happy regardless what, what the return is. I think we're going to get some expiring deals. We may get more second rounders than first rounders and we're just going to have to accept it and move on. And, and, Look to the future, man, because I don't think we're going to get anywhere close to what the asking price is going to be, especially for Kuzma. It's more than second, more than first one, first round pick. No, no, it ain't happening. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that too. I think the best value that the best you know value that we're going to get back probably is for Kyle Kuzma, Gafford, a couple seconds. Tyus, if a team really really gets desperate, at first, but we're gonna we're about to talk about Tyus. Yes, sir. So uh, before we move on to Ties Jones, uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So you're wondering, what is Prize Picks? Well, Prize Picks is actually the largest fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six players and their stat projections to watch the winnings roll in. So with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift at 10.5 combo of three points made in, in receptions. I'm taking that deal. Want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names and prize picks community each and every week. And prize picks even offers a reboot policy so that your injuries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For example, in football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So all you guys got to do is go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use promo code locked on NBA for first deposit match up to $100. And again, all you have to do is go to prospects.com slash locked on NBA and use promo code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to one seat. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Nope. All right. And we can slide into. Yes, sir. We're going to slide. We're going to talk about Tyus here. Uh, so this one's from Evan Sittery and Matt Morgan. He said the, the Sixers are interested in acquiring Tyus Jones. Um, the Heat have been in a, a team that's been brought up as well. A couple of playoff teams, <laughs> excuse me, have been reportedly interested for Tyus Jones. Uh, what are your thoughts on Tyus Jones' name being brought up in trade reports? And uh, what do you think are some realistic scenarios that we could get back for Tyus Jones? Oh, good question, man. Um, I think Tyus Jones is very intriguing because I think that his value can maybe go up there around Kuz because the fact that he is coming to D.C., being a long-term, being called the best backup point guard in the league, he's shown that he can start. Now, is he going to be a guy who's going to be a long-term option for most teams in the NBA going forward at point guard? Who knows? But for most rebuilding teams, no. But contention, yeah. He, he's a guy who can come in and he can start. He's a floor general. His assist numbers have been immaculate. Um, he's shown that he can run an offense with shooters on the outside. Now, we don't have all the personnel to really have, you know, the perfect situation for him, but um, he has value. Um, looking at Miami, which he fits the mold as far as Miami culture, man. He's a guy who comes in, he works hard, good hit on the shoulders. He's a vet who plays the right way. You know, he shows leadership. He definitely fits the mold. Uh, looking at it, he makes $14 million a year on an expiring deal. So, realistically, what are we looking at as far as matching money? Um, it's hard on Miami, man, because, again, who are they wanting to – I mean, they could give us Kyle Lowry and a pick because I know they've been trying to offload him, but Kyle Lowry makes $29 million, So we would obviously have to uh, put some more players in the deal or make it a three-team trade to make that work. Um, are they willing to give up Tyler Hero? I mean, he's young, four years, making $27 million. We'll see. Uh, for Tyus, I see them hesitant to move on from him. Uh that's that's tough, man. I mean, you, you're probably gonna have to piece together a couple players and an exception to make it work. But I think that Miami would not be a bad destination, man. Just um, and Philadelphia is a is a team that's been mentioned a lot lately. Now looking at them, it's kind of the same boat. A lot of most of their roster is on aspiring deals. Marcus Moore Senior, 17 million, so the money would work. Uh, I could see that being a type of deal to give us an expiring and a pick or a young player, but again. Well, young, I mean, we young player, the only one I can realistically see in them give up would be Jaden Springer, uh, 2.2 million. So maybe you attach him to Marcus Morris Sr. Uh, but you got Nick Patoon, 11, Robert Covington, maybe an option, 11 million. So I think both of them are very realistic options for Tyus Jones to be moved at some point. I think, you know, who knows, man? I mean, he, he carries some importance. I mean, in the case of Miami, he could he could come in and be the starter. I mean, because Kyle Lowry has not had the best year. I know they're really trying to get him off the books. So I think there's capability. But to me, uh, Philadelphia and Miami are the most realistic. And, again, looking at Philadelphia, I think you're, you're probably going to look at a, a young player like Jaden Springer and inspiring deal. So which one am I leaning towards? I, you know, with Tyus Jones, I'm, I'm, I would roll with the 76ers. I would take on an inspiring deal. They're off the books at the end of the year. And take on – I think Jaden Springer is an intriguing young talent. So – um, that's that's where I'm swaying to you. Mm. Yeah, and then a wild card team that uh, Sean Schroeder brought up today. He said the Lakers are doing their due, due diligence oh, on Dejounte Murray, Bruce Brown, Tyus Jones, Terry Rozier. Those those are the names to keep an eye on. 
Uh, they are trying to move on from D'Angelo Russell. Uh, last night after the Lakers game, D'Angelo Russell was seen crying, and Rui Hachimura was seen crying as well. We know a lot of Wizards fans <laughs> love themselves from Rui, so it would be funny as crap if Rui was traded back to the Wizards for Tyus Jones. <laughs> Let's say we get a couple of second-round picks and Rui for Tyus Jones and Johnny Davis or something like that. But uh, I know D'Angelo Russell's on the move. Man. I wouldn't be surprised. I got to look at D'Angelo Russell's contract. I, 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 you know, I wouldn't be surprised if D'Angelo somehow ended up on the Wizards, just oh, in like a three-team trade or something like that. Um, yeah, D'Angelo Russell is making – he has a two-year, $36 million contract. So he's making about $18 million per year, which is actually not that bad, honestly. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, Ty is looking at his contract. is a two-year, $29 million deal, so that's about, what, $13 million per year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're saying about 14 – yeah, about $13 million per year. I'm sorry, not 30. 14, like 14 and a half yeah. per year. I'm sorry, my math is awful. But, um, yeah, I, I could see something like that happening. The Lakers, are they're they're desperate. They're trying to make some moves. So they're throwing the name in the hat for any point guard that's available. They're trying to trade for him, any guard. Um, you talked about the Heat. He fits their culture. The Heat don't have yeah. – I mean, Jovic is somebody, Nikola Jovic. I think they uh, – I want to say they, they – I'm not sure if they said he was untouchable or there was a report that came out. I can't remember what the report was. But Jovic, and uh, that's a young talent on the Miami Heat. The Sixers, I do like Paul Reed. They're backup big. Mo Bamba's a backup big. So if you trade Gafford, I don't want to just leave Bagley out there to dry. I know they signed yeah. Trey Jameson in the ten, on the 10-day contract, but he's a, you know he's just coming from the G League, so you can't really expect much from him already. So I don't want Bagley to be the only big again because we finally just had two. We finally just got two bigs that can actually rebound the ball. Um, so we can actually be a little competitive, even though we're trying to rebuild. But uh, yeah, I, I will. I will watch out for the Lakers, man. I, I would see what they do as far as trying to get Tyus. I would. I would definitely keep an eye on those on that team, and then the Sixers. I think. I think Tyus would be a good backup for the for the Sixers. But like I said, I, I would. I would definitely want them to get Paul Reed. Yeah. Obama's a guy to take a look at, and um, other than that, they don't have a lot of young young guys, young talent. I do like uh, Craven Smith, but you know he hasn't got a lot of playing time. Yeah. And uh, KJ Martin is on our roster too. Kenya Martin's son, he's he's really athletic. So there's a couple guys. Uh, Marcus Morris, they may take him just to get some draft picks and take on a bad contract. But personally, I, I don't want to see Marcus Morris on this roster. Yeah, I mean, it's an expiring deal, so it's not. Yeah, I that mean, makes sense. Yeah, you know, it's, it's off the books at the end of the year, so it's not too much of a commitment. Yeah. Uh, Jovic, you know, that's my guy. I mean, I would love Jovic in a deal, man. I, I would trade him straight up for Jovic because I think Jovic at his size. He's an intriguing prospect that would fit uh, what we're trying to do in DC, man. Oh, again to the Lakers. Good guy. I, I mean, we do this every year that everybody's scrambling to make the Lakers better. Because you know what I mean? No, D'Angelo Russell. LeBron better. Not just oh, I know LeBron, LeBron better. The, the NBA scrambling to get him that next championship, man. But I mean, no, I, I wouldn't do it because D'Angelo Russell. I mean, how many stops has he had? I mean, he, he started out Lakers. Then it was what he was Brooklyn, Golden State, Minnesota. He's the same player. He's going to be a very ball dominant guy, and I don't think it's going to destroy uh, us trying to develop these guys. It's, you know, I don't. And nothing against D'Angelo Russell. It's just he's a very ball dominant guy. You know, we need a guy who's going to be in, especially a point guard. We need a guy who's going to be able to utilize and develop these guys and run a system. And that's the best fit for Denny or Bilal going forward, man. Because they need. So I, I'm not doing the Lakers, man. I don't. Uh, and that's pretty much the only guy I would want. I don't, you know, and, and it's funny to cry. I'm like, 
what what <laughs> that's hilarious they're crying at the end of the game really um but yeah i, I mean but but then again e to to your point man it's not a bad contract and it's not a long-term commitment because it's kind of mm-hmm. like bagley at he's gone after next year so you're not putting a dent too much in the timeline so i wouldn't be upset it's just to me is what is the best fit for the guys we're trying to develop and at point guard for because I know there's reports that we can kind of throw this in with Tyus Jones. There's a report that, yeah, they want to move him for assets, but they also ha- there's people in the organization that want to resign him to be that that, that point guard for the rebuild. And which mm-hmm. I do not think that's a bad idea, man. You mm-hmm. don't see a lot in uh, basketball. You see in baseball a lot where you'll trade an asset and then you'll resign him. I know the Nats talked about it doing it with Bryce Harper and they didn't do it, but um for them to get assets and then maybe bring them back, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. So definitely you guys comment below, let us know how you would feel about that. But because he's that perfect floor general that will get the most out of the guys around him. And I think that Bilal and Denny and, and Kispert will get better with that type of point guard. He's been he's doing good for them, man, in my opinion. You know, obviously with Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma being a lot more ball dominant ISO guys, man, is really putting a dent in that. But I think that he's the perfect point guard for a, um, a rebuilding team my opinion so you know kind of in closing man we have options you know we have options and i I do have trust that this front office is going to make the right moves man but i just want to warn everybody man i just i don't think the return is going to be the most glamorous now definitely aim high you know like i said um as far as the heat yovich man um, is the guy i'm looking at he is 6'10 and he can move he can shoot he can defend uh Jaden springer um i mentioned on the 76ers i think he's intriguing but I don't think really the big the biggest victory, man, is getting those contract over the books. And, and and I think I said the same thing with Bradley Bill right before he got traded, which is you're not gonna be happy about the what you get in return, but the biggest peace of mind is getting those contracts off the books. And finally, you can start rebuilding this team and really give these young guys a look in the second half because that's what's most intriguing to me. Is I'm intrigued to see Bilal and Denny in the same lineup, and maybe even Kiss, and you see how they mix and match, but I want to see what these young guys can do. That's what I'm looking so. You need to go ahead and get this deadline moving and let's get this thing going because I'm ready mm-hmm. for the youth movement, man, in my opinion. So 100 percent 100 percent Yeah, a lot of teams are are coveting Tyus Jones. A lot of playoff teams. We talked about that a lot. Um I was reading another thing too. Yeah, Bobby Mark said Tyus Jones has a, a tremendous amount of value to playoff teams out there. We can go through the list, whether it be Miami, Minnesota, whether it be Phoenix. He has a lot of yeah. value out there, probably the best available point guard out there. So I think Tyus Jones surprisingly, like, and you look at some, he's having a career year. He's having a great, uh, great season. And, um, you know, the assist to turnover ratio, he's scoring, he's getting a bunch of assists. Uh, Wizards PR stats, they put out players that average six plus assists per game on 50%, field goal percentage of 40% from the three point line. Since December 15th, it's Tyus Jones, Kevin Durant, Nicole Jokic, and DeMontis Sabonis. So he's in a great group of guys right there. Tyus, he's had a great season, man. He had a, he had a rough start, but. After after the rough start to get his feet, you know, under him with the Wizards, he's played some really really good basketball. So man, uh, I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if we got a first for him just because of all the teams bidding for him. Yeah, yeah, a lot of playoff teams bidding for him. I actually think we may get. I think we may surprisingly get more than what we thought for Tyus Jones for sure. Yeah. And then lastly, we'll talk about the small. I'll just bring up the small report about PJ Tucker that they may trade for him and buy him out. That's from Jake Fisher. I don't know how true that is. They said the Suns and Bucks are potential landing spots for P.J. Tucker, and then the Wizards being mentioned as a possible landing spot. Sources say Washington offered the opportunity for a buyout for P.J. Tucker, so that's something small that that may happen that, you know, we'll see what happens with that. 
But Tyus Jones, I, I think we can get some for him. You know, Lakers are trying to get him. Uh, other, the Sixers are trying to get him. The Heat are trying to get him. A lot of playoff teams are really, really yeah. trying to get Tyus. And I think Tyus has certainly, certainly helped out his value for sure. And like you said, bringing him back, I wouldn't mind bringing him back because he's played really, really well. Yeah, I actually uh, wish we would have had him last year. I think he would have been a better fit than Monte. I yes. think and him and Bradley Bill would have been a better fit. Him and Porzingis and Kuz, I think he would have got those guys in better spots. You know, I think he would have been a much better fit to Bradley Bill. And I know defensively he's not the best point guard, but you know, as far as getting guys in spots and making things easier for Brad, and Brad wouldn't have to yeah. dribble the ball all the time and whatnot. Uh, he shouldn't have been anyway last year, but you know, <laughs> I think Tyus Tyus definitely would have helped out with that down in, in the clutch parts of the game for sure. And I think Tyus would help a lot of teams. Him yeah. and Embiid, I think he would help them out a lot. Maxi would uh-huh. help the Heat out a lot with Hero and, and, and Jimmy Butler. So Tyus, man, I, I think I think you can get a late first for him. I really at first I didn't think you'd get a first for him, but now I actually think you might be able to get a first for Tyus. I totally agree. You know, I said that, you know, if they're if they're crafty and they find the right fit, man, they could definitely probably get a first-round pick. But the thing is about bringing him back is that um, I think is I think they should definitely consider that. Get what you can for him right now, flip him to a contending team, and then bring him back. Absolutely. Because he's not going to command a lot of money. And this, it's not to say that we, he can't groom the point guard of the future because, look, I mean, I know people are low in his draft, man, but there are point guards in his draft. Now, I say a caller has been struggling, man, at USC, but uh, Dylan Ham from U, uh, University of Kentucky, man. I mean, you know, you could bring back Tyus Jones. He he can groom that next point guard instead of just throwing him right into the fire. You know, you got a guy who can groom the next point guard, and he's the perfect floor general to really help Bilal and Denny evolve their offensive games, man, finding the right spots for them, man. Because, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, the biggest critiques about um, Bilal that he mentioned personally was he wants to work on catch and shoot faster. He wants to be able to catch and shoot a lot faster. And, you know, having a point guard who's going to find the right spots for him is going to help mediate that, man. And Danny, you know, he still needs work offensively, especially with that three-point shot. So I think that having a, a point guard like Tyus, you know, through the rebuild, I think it would be a win-win for his organization. But the biggest key, again, in closing, is that we have options, and we have not always had options. So it is definitely light at the end of the tunnel for us, mm-hmm. man. So, you know, the deadline's going to be here faster than you – I mean, shoot, was it February 8th? It's getting here, man. Mm-hmm. So – um, and then it's the youth moving officially in D.C., so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to thank you guys for listening. Making a lot of wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Make sure you guys subscribe, hit the notification bell. Tomorrow we will be getting the comments for sure and uh, previewing the next game for the Wizards. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. You are. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.